Welcome to Sync Mind. For a better experience, please use headphones. Do we really have contented sleep? We have to ask ourselves. Do I fall asleep because I'm tired or because of what are reasons? Am I consciously going into sleep myself with fresh mind? Only when I approach my inner self with a fresh mind, then the sleep pattern will be different. There are times when you are tired and you immediately fall asleep without any problem. There are times you are so tired, rather too tired to fall asleep. These are various scenarios of sleep patterns. Sleep deprivation is another problem, see, resulting out of these irregulated sleep patterns. Yoga Nindra is one way of attaining the complete sleep cycle, completely fulfilling our sleep, let's say. When I consciously go deeper into sleep with my own efforts, how is that going to happen? Can I fall asleep with a peaceful mind after a fight? If I argue with my loving family members, will I be falling asleep? If I argue with my friends, if I argue with my business partners or colleagues at work or some vendors, some unfinished work, you know, someone calls you from home, Dad or my darling, please bring something on your way back home, right? And you forget. And middle of night you suddenly remember, so-and-so called me to bring something home. And you feel bad, your sleep is spoiled. Unfinished work, shady work, sloppy work, work that is not completed with your heart satisfaction. Though one may not recognize with a conscious mind, but subconscious mind does register all these things and will not allow you to have deeper sleep because that will become a bar before you go further into deeper sleep states. Do you ever remember what happens during deep sleep? Nothing we remember. Yet, it, it refreshes us so much. After even 10 minutes of deep sleep, you wake up with so much of freshness. Yoga Nidra is all about that. Consciously falling asleep after connecting yourself with your higher self. Heartfulness meditation, it teaches us how to achieve that. Not only teaching us, teaching is one thing, do this. But to take someone's consciousness and walk with it, and say, okay, now you settle here. You see, there's a difference between telling somebody you meditate like this. But it is a different thing when you actually go into the consciousness and hand in hand, walk with that consciousness, make him arrive at the station. Okay, this is your state. Be there until I come back while I'm attending somebody else. So these yogic capabilities a guide must have. Our guide must be able to guide us through various spectrums of consciousness. Yoganindra is just one part of it, which is talking about our sleep in the deeper, deeper levels. Now, there are so many studies done on, on sleep patterns, actually. There is a beautiful Harvard research study done uh, on 
monks, Buddhist monks, who have meditated for 10,000 hours or 15,000 hours during their lifetime. And when such EEG pattern is measured, they have a peculiar delta wave coming immediately soon as they close their eyes and they, they, want, they go into deep meditation, meditative state. See? Now what happens in deep sleep? Deep sleep also promotes delta wave in EEG graph. So the meditative state that produces delta wave and the deep sleep that produces delta wave, they are akin to each other. Okay, but there is still a big difference there. See, which I learned when I am associated with so many of our friends who meditate with us. They, have, I have found that they did not wait for 15,000 or 5,000 or even 1,000 hours of meditation. Right from the first day itself, because of this yogic transmission, a person is able to plunge into such a deep slate state which produces delta wave. That means during this half hour of meditation, one is able to go into a deeper state akin to deep sleep. But the difference here is, though you have the deep sleep state producing delta uh, wave, but you are fully aware. So that's a beautiful state. In Shastras we call it Turiya condition. T-U-R-I-Y-A. It is also known as, as the fourth state of consciousness. Superconsciousness, consciousness, subconscious and Turiya. And there is also another state which we call Turiya Tit, going beyond Turiya condition, going beyond the fourth state, transcending that state. And that comes this is how I can simply explain that, okay, in Turiya condition, one goes and achieves this delta state. Okay, one is fully aware. This happens only during meditation. But Turiya Tit condition, it happens even with your open eyes after years of practice, that you are walking, yet you have this Turiya state. You, with your open eyes, you are able to create that. Not create, it just happens to you. So sleep, I don't know, there are so many benefits. Without sleep, no animal can exist. But the quality of sleep that we can aspire to have can change our life altogether. In fact, haven't you seen that see, the nights when you sleep half hour or one hour and when you wake up in the morning? You wake up with headaches or severe irritability. Even the statistics shows, you know, when you are driving on the road with sleep deprivation. Such people are the cause for meeting a lot of accidents on the road. They fall asleep on the wheel or they become inattentive for some time. And students especially, when they have just spent time at night doing all kinds of stuff, good, bad, doesn't matter. I'm not here to judge all those things. But certain things have deprived them of sleep. And in the morning when they attend classes, what are they going to absorb? They remain sleep deprived. 
mind cannot absorb the knowledge that you have intending to learn for which you have spent so much of money. So you're breaking so many hearts, especially your parents, your loved ones, just because of this indiscipline, not sleeping properly. Let me put it this differently also. Beginning of time, how we evolved. Let us see about few hundred years back when there was no electricity. Our life was pretty much regulated. On its own, nature forced us to sleep earlier. Night falls and you go to sleep. The moment you wake and the sun rises and you wake up many times before that. Because you go to sleep early, you rise early. Now this has created a certain genetic pattern. Our body responds to solar cycle or absence of sun during night. It responds to it. So our yoga sastras has divided these two phases, day and night, Surya Nadi and Chandra Nadi. Okay. What happens because of Surya Nadi? One becomes very active. Because of Chandra Nadi activation, you become restful. You tend to seek rest. You tend to seek poise and quiet. Now, this cycle of activity and inactivity is embedded in our genes. Now, Surya Nadi is related to our right nostril, called hmm? Pingla. Left nostril is called Chandra Nadi, called Ida. During daytime, this has to be working actively. You try your nose, feel it. Both are not equally breathing. There is some sort of resistance in one nostril and another nostril has a free passage of air. And this keeps on changing. If your health for some reason is compromised, it will switch the natural cycle. During daytime, during the active phase of my life, I mean active phase or activities that I should be performing instead of sleeping, right nostril will be working. It is activated by sun. In response to that activity, our sympathetic system, they work hand in hand, hand in glow kind. In science, we call sympathetic system because activities are all related with sympathomimetic nervous system. Parasympathetic system, Chandra Nadi is activated that way. And one tends to look for rest. Certain hormones are secreted. Accordingly, our body responds to solar cycle. Now what happens? The entire genetic pattern of human race is, is regulated by this solar uh, presence during daytime. Now, if our activities don't match this, what happens? Suppose people who are working night shifts, they are in a bigger trouble. Because it is like your body is wanting to rest. Your parasympathetic system is active. But you are forcing yourself to work for whatever reason. You may be dancing. Yet it is some sort of an activity. Body is not resting. It is like swimming against the flow of water. You are swimming against, your activities are against this much needed rest. So 
entire genetic pattern is compromised. The genetic response is compromised from the very root of it. So people, you can study all night shift workers, they have compromised health. Over five or six years, you'll be able to study and say, yes, their health is not the same. It has immediate impact. Why even immediate? Why wait for five or six years? You can see it. You don't work. I mean, you during daytime you sleep, at nighttime you work. S try to study such people's lifestyle. That absolutely destruction they bring in, create havoc in their life. So one must respect the solar cycle, right nostril, left nostril, Surya Nadi, Chandra Nadi. If possible, try to bring the balance. And this happens very fast through pranayama. Now, but in meditation like ours, where in heartfulness, very, there is no active uh, or a conscious participation in pranayama. But when we are in deep state of meditation, this breathing automatically gets regulated. So the need to actively do pranayama is completely bypassed, you can say. If needed, that I don't have to sleep tonight, meditation will help. Compensate the loss of sleep. Half hour, 20 minutes of deep state of meditation will satisfy you. But don't abuse your system. Okay, I will not sleep and later on I'll do half hour meditation. And that is not the best solution that you're offering. No doubt, it's, it's a great substitute. The best substitute you can have but I would not recommend that. See. When you have to have eight hours sleep, you better have it. Well, migraine need not be psychosomatic, but psychosomatism may intensify the migraine or depression or back pain or so many illnesses. You cannot blame just psychosomatism behind all this. There has to be some other reasons as well to trigger all these things. Something that has already become weak, psychosomatism will play the part in a very devastating way. See? Take for example fear, stress. This can create a havoc in the system. When fear is there, the stress hormones will be triggered and body will respond accordingly. When there is joy and happiness, Hormones accordingly are secreted to various glands and the body adjusts itself. Okay. I'll give you two, three examples how fear plays part in creating such havoc. Okay. You heard of Dr. Paolo. He conducted many experiments, the Russian scientist. One of the famous experiment was on specific conditioning of a dog. What he did was he would ring the bell, keep the food. Each time dog was made to eat that, see. So he trained the dog so that each time he rings the bell, dog knows that there will be food. He keeps running. And he trained the dog. The moment that it is rung, dog will come barking, food time. He keeps running with saliva-eating mouth. Okay. Doctor had once a very funny idea. He said, okay, today I will ring the bell, but no food. 
dog came running and salivating profusely, barking like crazy. Where is my food? You know, things like that. So you can, persons can be trained. The mood changes. The moment the rain, the bell, the mood changes. It's a food time. So he conducted similar experiment with cat. And that is more intriguing and more hilarious than the first one. With the cat, what he did, he would feed, cat would enjoy. One day he thought, let me bring the dog while cat is eating. He would measure the gastric juice secretion after, you know, the he, or just before, just about when cat is start, going to start eating, he would measure the gastric juice secretion. One day he brought in the dog while cat is about to go to eat. Moment the dog entered the room, barking away, cat got so scared, the secretion was stagnated, completely stopped. There was no juice in the stomach, and cat ran away. For two hours, cat could not secrete juice in, in the stomach. Now, what happens in our day-to-day -day life? Husband comes home, wife keeps nagging. Why didn't you do this? And anger, this fellow also starts, she starts, other family members also have their own problems. How are you going to eat there? All your juice secretion will make you, I mean, how can you digest food like that? Mood is a different thing. You have already spoiled the mood. But in response to that, you are not able to digest food. Another problem, you see, an undigested food, when it enters the blood cells, I mean, how are you going to maintain a good health? It's impossible. So in a joyous environment, you can do much more. I'll give you another two, three examples. These are, these are modern day studies in the field of epigenetics. Okay. One doctor Dr. Brian Lipton, he wrote a beautiful book, Biology of Belief. His colleagues or himself, or maybe he studied somewhere else through others' research, where a study was conducted on the effect of environment on the fetus of mothers. Okay? And one group of study was where mothers are in a very happy neighborhoods, happy family environment well-off kind of a family, what they call suburban families there in the United States. Another family, mothers growing up in a ghetto, where there is always danger of life. Family life is in trouble, always fight of some sort going on. Now, when, let us see, when you have a fight with someone, argument, or even physical fight, what happens? Either your hands are busy, if you are strong, you can punch that person. It's a sympathomimetic response. Adrenaline is rushing. If you are weak, then what will happen? You'll run. Either you'll have a fight or you'll have a flight. Right? It's a sympathomimetic response. And what happens when you want to fight? You need blood in your hands. So body provides it through sympathomimetic system. Adrenaline rushes. Leg. Blood is into your legs and arms. 
Now think of mother who is constantly under sympathomimetic response because husband is always on her tail, we can say, always criticizing, always fighting, always angry. She is always on the defense. Now what happens to her at that time while carrying the baby? Blood rushes to her limbs. Fetus also has nothing to do with this fight. But the blood from mother, it crosses the placenta, reaches the fetus. Also, response, her, his or her limbs are also getting extra blood. But at the cost of certain visceral organs. It will not reach liver, it will not reach stomach, spleen, intestine, all these these internal organs are compromised at the cost of having more blood in the lips. So such children born to such families or to a mother of this, who is exposed to this sort of environment, they have longer limbs at the cost of digestive system, which is suffering. They cannot digest much, not like normal children. The response is triggered from the back part of the brain, right? So it becomes heavier, bigger. There is more density in the brain there. The results are exactly opposite in a family where there is so much of love, joy, where the cognitive functions are so very well established. The frontal lobe will develop well. Not like, you know, the, in other scenario where the back portion of the hind brain, I mean, it is very well known. So it has immediate biological impact also. So it can have biological impact, psychological impact, and so many things. We need to study spiritual impact of epigenetics, environment that affects our spiritual life.